Hi guys, welcome back to Good Game Radio. It's tonight's episode. The crew here at Good Game Radio are just we're just talking about Elden Ring. So we all been playing it for over a week now. Clint's beaten it like thirty times. No, three, right? I am, but I haven't beaten it on the third one. Okay, well, slacker. Uh, Vance and I are still <laughs> on our first playthroughs, and we are tonight just sitting back and having some general conversation, talking about what we've experienced, uh, what we're working on, um, and uh, just various stuff that deals with the game. So sit back, relax, enjoy the chit-chat conversation-style method that we're having in this particular episode. It's the Bloodhound Fang, I think. Is right. Actually it's it. the curvy one, right? It looks like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me tell you a discovery I had today with that sword. Ooh. I've been playing... Uh, I've had it for a week. It's been uh, outside of the uh, long sword. Once I switched to um, the Bloodhound, I've I've used it exclusively. Um, so I went into the menu today, and I'm looking. And Clint, I know you keep saying my my weapon level is this, my le- weapon level is that, and I'm like, where is he seeing this weapon level stat outside of the plus one, plus two, plus three armament uh, upgrade? I don't see stat for weapon levels right so i went to the item description right where it gives you kind of like a little lore paragraph on the on the sword so while i'm reading this paragraph on the bloodhound it says charge the weapon do a backward flip putting distance between you and your enemy with a large arcing stroke right so i've you know i've been been using that right i'm like it's great you weren't doing the follow-up attack were you i had no idea it had a follow-up <laughs> attack vance do what you, you do realize it has a follow-up attack yeah, uh, you see my oh, face uh, i'm looking like, like what? all right bros listen <laughs> weapon art that's what we're talking about here your l2 which for the bloodhound fang is that it kind of crouches down and it shoots up that uppercut and then yeah. it throws you back like eight feet or something. Yeah. And you're set there. The most important part of this weapon art is that when you're doing it, you hit R2 and it throws you back in, closing yeah. the distance that you just left. He dashes back upper- in for a killing blow. And Vance, here's something I don't know we talked about before, but as a new Souls player, there's something called iframes. Iframes, if you don't understand iframes, you're going to be bad at the game. I'm just telling you that. So we're going to help that right now. Iframes are invincibility (laughs) frames. Okay? When you roll, there's a split second during your roll that you cannot be damaged. It's impossible to receive damage. Right. At that midpoint of your roll. Okay. So depending on your, your burden. So there's three different levels, right? There's uh, like, I don't know, low, medium, or heavy burden. When you look at how much stuff your stuff weighs, when you're in your menu switching out your stuff, mm-hmm. um, you're going to do it. If you're really heavy and you're using too much weight for your character, you're going to heavy roll. Which means when you do your rolling animation, you're super slow and you basically fall over. And roll. You almost never ever want to be heavy rolling because the amount of invincibility frames, iframes you get, is super tiny. 
the the best what most people do is the medium ground where they have the medium load they get that full invisibility in invincibility frame for when they're doing their 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 role uh but they can still have armor and weapons and everything like that some people take off all their armor just have a weapon and then they'll have low character weight and they will have an extended period of time where they have invincibility frames so when you're fighting these bosses and they do like a sweeping attack at you or something if you time it appropriately you can dodge right into the sweeping attack and not take damage it'll just go through you uh that's a very common thing so if you're having issues with these fights iframes are your friend and when you use that weapon art for the bloodhound fang you get iframes as you're teleporting back and as you're teleporting Mm. forward so what I do a lot of times with that is even if I know that they're just out of range of me, I will do the weapon art. As they're approaching me, they will hurry up because now I've created distance. And then I would do the heavy attack and I would swoop back in and get the damage on the second one and then just follow up with light attack. A lot of weapons have that follow-up on the uh, the weapon art to do additional damage. Or like, the weapon art is half of it. Like the, the L2 is half of what they're offering you. So that's a big deal, man. Interesting. <laughs> hey, Interesting. yeah, I read that today and I was like, huh. And I went and I started doing it and it's a pretty vicious blow. Like Beat if you can, if you, if you successfully hit with both, I mean, you're taking like 90%. Like, I, it's huge. I've killed yeah. two bosses today. With that combo, like yeah, that is that is for like from what I've determined in my playthroughs, and I've started a lot more than three characters. I just kind of I have to decide like what kind of build am I going to do, and is this build different enough than my last one where I'm having fun with it, or do I want to try something else? So I've been messing around with a few characters, but Mm. the uh, that Bloodhound Fang is Mm. probably the like the best early game weapon that you can find. Like it's right there close to home. You can get it as like without leveling up at all. You can get it if you can b- beat the fight or get the right. summon, the snapping with the, to the summon is, it, like the summon is so easy. Like yeah, if you get, yeah, you got to talk to Santa Claus again. I literally yeah, talked to the entire world. I could not remember who you. it was. Like he literally yeah. does the fight for you. Like you basically right. don't have to do it. Right. I went in there hey. and I beat that guy the old fashioned way. Okay. Hey. <laughs> and I beat hey, him so every funny. time I played against, I beat that guy like five times. Cause I've had enough early game characters get yeah. to that point. Every single time I've just beating him, I've beaten him solo, you know, like without any help. Yeah. Hey, it's so funny because, like, I remember Tony telling me about it, and I was like, oh, let me see. So, yeah, so, you know, like, it's, it's literally this. So you go to Misty Wood, you look up, you pretty much teleport back to back to the uh, Santa Claus guy. You ask him about the whistling. He gives you the snap. You go back. You look up. You snap. And he's like, hey, I'll kill this dude. Go find him. You find a dude, summon a guy. And staying in the corner. <laughs> and he's working on it. I was like, man, this is the easiest boss fight ever. <laughs> like, so man. that's the thing. Like, on my playthrough that I'm doing, uh, like my second playthrough and like my one I'm, that I'm doing right now, I'm not using the summons. 
because it's yeah. just it's more of a challenge right to do it without the summons or without calling in any characters it's just like it's more like of a truer experience because there is a summon that you guys i don't think either of you have gotten to this area yet but you it's called the uh i'll just tell you it is an achievement so you may have looked over it it's called the mimic summon have you guys heard of this at all no. i've got mimic something but not the mimic summon the mimic summons literally calls a summons that is your exact character with your exact build so whatever spells you have whatever weapons you have and it gets a healing flask like it's easy mode essentially like if you use that summons what once you get it and you like level him up he could do like he'll he'll solo bosses for you like this this guy does in this fight apparently like it it there's a fall off and it depends on how you've built your character but he is like exceptionally good and that is something that when you use him it seems like it's a little bit too easy never can be too easy i've been not <laughs> using that and i've been doing my fights like all of my stuff uh with my, my second two characters without him with minor exceptions like a couple of times like when i've gotten really frustrated like I i'm like on my third character that i'm playing through i'm like level 81 or something and I'm about yeah. for the area that I'm in right now, I'm about 40 levels under leveled. <laughs> like, mm. and I just, I'm like, I just want to get into this area. Cause there's, I know there's some good gear. And then that's the, so the boss I was talking to you guys about the other week was Melania and Melania they're saying is the hardest boss that's ever been developed by from software. Ridiculous, ridiculous battle. I was talking about it last week when we were talking, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go. I feel so confident in my character. I'm about to go slaughter her after this. I won't say it was a slaughter. <laughs> I did get the win. What um, what type of character are you playing right now? So my current character on my third playthrough is just strength. And I'm using a... Uh, the sword I'm using is called the Ruin Sword. Here's, here's a problem I have this game. I don't progress the way that I'm supposed to through the, through the map. So, like, I don't have any of the smithing stones level one like the regular base upgrade and i know there's a, a boss i can kill to get it so i can buy them like one of my characters i can buy literally all of them except for the end caps uh, my second character i can literally buy all of them i don't know where that boss is and i haven't found him on this playthrough and i haven't looked it up or whatever so like i have to use a legendary weapon because i can buy the legendary stuff and i can find the legendary stuff a lot easier the upgrade materials so i'm using this ruin greatsword I'm not a big fan because of that the weapon art, some of the really powerful swords in this game, weapon art just shoots a beam or it shoots something that travels across the ground. And this has that. I don't want that. I don't want anything at range. I want all of my damage to come from point blank on this build, you know, on this character. But finding an effective sword. So that have I you played upgrade, a magic based character yet? That's my first one, yeah. Actually, the one boss that I hadn't found that was an achievement. Fortisax, the like dragon or whatever, because you had to do a quest and then by the time I found him, I, I was past it. I actually went back on my first character that I hadn't gone to New Game Plus with yet and I found him and it had taken me so long and I had messed up the process so many times to get to this guy. I one-shot him with my mage. <laughs> like I had gotten all the stuff from around to like build the most powerful mage you could get and I just took, literally, I one-shot him and it's like a final boss. Like thousands and thousands yeah. of health. But yeah, the mage, I feel like the mage 
there's so many spells in this game. Like today I found like two or three spells I'd never seen before. And I'm constantly finding more spells. Yeah. Have you done any of that? My melee character, so I'm playing the Vagabond, and I have two spells that I've picked up. Right? They don't, they, they don't require a whole lot. Uh, it's a quick heal and cure poison. Cure poison sounds pretty handy, and I used it a bunch right before we got on the podcast because I went somewhere where they were shooting poison at you constantly. So, Can I, can I tell you that in my hours and hours of this game i have never once cured poison scarlet rot i've never once cured it's i just run through it and it's like i'm either gonna get to a a side of grace and reset or i'll just die and then i'll got i got that far and i'll do better next time and right well today was the only the first time i actually used anything to cure a poison i usually just run through it and try to heal through it until it goes away but so what do you need as far as like to get the to get the cure for the poison because everybody at work was looking it was like oh you you don't have it so i'm like what is it yeah that that one, you could you can get that from the guy in the yeah. the guy that fells sells faith spells yeah in the round the guy table. that has a wagon wheel around his neck yeah in the uh round table it's only like a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks yeah, too, it's, isn't it? it's cheap yeah. that's why i got yeah. it i'm like it's cheap. It doesn't require a, a lot of points in faith. Like literally, I have eleven points in faith, which is like yeah. two above what you start with, and that's enough. And it's your the, the strength of it doesn't matter because like it cures it completely. You know, if you if you you know on occasion we'll run through a, uh, getting into a situation where you're completely just covered up in poison. Like you have a bar like as long as your health bar and there's no way you're right. going to heal through it. You're probably going to die. You just right. got to get rid of it. So that's why I got it. Have y'all used all your sacred tears to increase the potency of your flask? That like, I forget to do that all the time and the gold yeah. seeds to upgrade how many you get. Like, and right now my character that is level 80 something, I am way behind on that because I'm just, <laughs> jumping around to these areas that like i want to go to and proceed like you guys know how many different areas there are underground to go to do you guys know that there's quest lines that you do that unlock completely new areas that you would otherwise never ever see oh yeah i stumbled upon one uh so sofria river something like that the one with like the blue buffalo so sofria river is a base like you don't have to do a quest to get down there but there yeah. are underground areas. I think there's three, other than that area, three completely separate areas that are all underground. And one of them, you have to do a whole quest line that involves invading other other like people, like I would invade you guys or whatever. You have to do in multiple invasions and progress this quest through these quest line. And when you finish the quest line, this part of it, this guy gives you an item, and the item transports you magically from wherever you are underground to this area and there's like one of the shard bear bosses down there and a bunch of other stuff like Mm. one of my characters is like a level 151 or 152 or something like that and there's an area i go to that i had to warp with i do this quest to get this area unlocked and i'll literally get like sixty thousand runes every like 15 seconds 
So I use that to like, oh, I need to get up. I need to just level up a few more levels to get to where I want to be on these things. So I just went there and it's like 140,000 runes or something like that to upgrade to the next level to level up. Right. And I'll knock that out in like a minute or two doing this little farm. But you can't get there unless you do this quest line. Like there's so much of that. Yeah, see, like I got these cookbooks and stuff like that, but it's like I want to figure out like what this stuff is. Is like everything that I picked up, like the um, flowers and mushrooms and yeah, materials. Yeah, yeah, like I haven't used not one, and I know the the grave glove war is used for something. That's to upgrade your summons. Okay, get my spirits. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and there's the ghost grave glove wart which is yeah i got that i got i got the one two and three so that one is for legendary level summons so i would suggest holding those for when you get the mimic um the mimic summons because that's gonna make it it really is easy mode for the and i like my first playthrough a hundred percent i was using anything i could get to get through it because i found it like i was way too excited like, I beat the entire game of my first character as, like, a level 100. They're suggesting, like, level 130, 150 to beat it. Mm. Um, but using that summons bridged the gap, you know, hard. Wow. I'm level 74 right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was in an area that I thought I was leveled up for. Then I just got smacked down. <laughs> There's no, the cap is 710. You can actually have 99 in every category. But mm. I don't know what the cost would be, but for sure. A million multi- runes. No. <laughs> right. No, I think to get to like at like level 300 or 350 is where it starts costing around a million runes. It's somewhere in there. Holy crap. <laughs> so for for perspective, the final boss of the game on regular game Right, so not new game plus gives five hundred thousand runes when you beat them. What you can do, if you time it appropriately, there's a talisman that boosts it like by twenty percent. How much you get? Uh, you can put that on. There's you could get one of those like gold chicken foot whatever things, and I think that doubles it or something like that. So you, I've done this before when I was about to beat a boss, like right before the end boss. I felt like I needed to get some quick levels, but I knew these guys are going to give mm-hmm. me like 200 or 300,000. I would right at the end, as soon as I kill him, I'd go into my inventory, switch out my talisman to the one that gives me bonus. And I'd pop the thing. I'd have it in my inventory ready to be popped. And so I've been able to get like 400,000 instead of 250 or whatever. I don't know, like new game plus, I basically went in on my second playthrough character. I started new game plus. And I went to an area that I knew there was a talisman, and it was the exact same talisman as the first one. So the new characters that you uh, started, you you started in New Game Plus. Yeah. So my second character I built was the one that I used that Bloodhound Fang to go all the way through with. Um, it's a quality build, right? So it is strength and dexterity. Right. It's both those stats because that sword particularly scales well in both. I think it, I can't remember which one it scales better in, but it's got good weapon scaling. For both. So I did the quality build, and I beat the game. I already beat it the first time. On my other character, I found so many things in the second playthrough I hadn't found. And I wanted to know, if I start New Game Plus, is it going to be all the same gear? Or am I going to get upgraded? Because that was a thing in old Souls games. Oh, well, this one is 
you know, Fire Drake Talisman, whatever. But if you go to New Game Plus, it's Fire Drake, Fire Drake Talisman plus one, right? You get the upgraded, like the next level version of it. And right at the beginning, there's that shadow wall right when you start. And I went in there and there's a talisman in there. I went and got it. And it was literally the exact same one I had already gotten in the regular game. And so I'm like, what, what's the point? Is there upgraded stuff in this? Or am I just starting this over? Because if I'm just starting it over, I'll play another character, another build, and try that out. And that's what I ended up doing. So Vance, are you been, have you, um, did you change your talisman out for certain situations? The ta- You probably don't have a lot of talisman at your level. Uh, nah. Yeah, I don't think so. Like um, talisman, talisman. Like, where would I find it at? See, I, I don't even know where that's even at. So, in your uh, equipment category, you would you would scroll down below all your you know armor and your weapons and stuff, and there's like okay. two slots that are sitting there right above your quick. It might just be one for him. Okay, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I got the two slots, oh, yeah. but no, no. You, uh, you get up to four slots, by the way. You'll get okay. more talismans unlocked as you play through the game. Yeah. Uh, you probably have one that says increased hit points or something. I think that was the one I started off with. If you started with that, the Crimson Medallion, but that's bad. It gives you like next to nothing. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I started off with the gold, gold of seed. Later in the game, your first one, it takes like one golden seed to add a flask. Right. And then I don't know how many, it's only one, but then it goes to two. Right. And then you need, I don't even know if it's three, but you'll need four golden flasks, uh, golden seeds to do a new flask. And where I'm at now, I need five golden seeds to turn into one flask. Yeah. How many flasks do you have total? So the character I'm playing right now, I have 13, but I mm. think you can have 14 flasks, but I don't think I have 14 on any of my characters. I haven't found. I think you might have to find all of them in the game. I, I don't know. That's pure conjecture. But I, I think I have 12 or 13 on all of them. But I don't have all of the the tier upgrades. So like, I think they'll go up to plus 12, like the flasks. And mine right now is like a plus 6 on my character I'm playing. Which is, I know I have higher on another one. But plus 6 is, does not cut it at this point where I am in the game. Like it's if I'm taking hits, it's bad. You're talking about right. plus six as far as the effectiveness of the flask? Yeah, how much it heals or how much FP it gives you. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got um, seven healing flasks, two for magic, and one for the mixing of the two magic. Physic or whatever, that, that yeah. doesn't count towards the number uh, that okay, you well, get. I wasn't sure if that at some point you were able to add to that. No, um, that you just get the one, um, but you get the different tiers, yeah, tears. I don't. You get the different ones, um, and there's a bunch of those. My first playthrough, I probably found like fourteen or fifteen of them um, that you can mix. Yeah. My second playthrough, I think I beat the game, and I had found three of them because I played the game that much differently, <laughs> and two of them I hadn't even found in my first one. You know, like. It's kind of crazy how big the world is. Okay. I mean, you know what, like, like, um, so both of y'all have been through with the castle or like that. And the little spider looking monster, sicking psychon. I don't know your, how you pronounce his name. So how did y'all beat it? 
Which one? You're talking about the very beginning, that monster that you see? No, it's like once you go through the castle and like you go down, it's like before you go to the part where like the guys with all the archers and stuff, there's like a little monster that's like going back and forth and it has like a big shield and has like a long reach. It looks like yeah. a little it, It's the same thing. type of monster that you see in the tutorial that kills you before you like start the game. It's yeah. the same guy. That is one thing, by the way, like I think there's like 83 unique bosses yeah. in the game, but there's like 160 boss fights or something like that because mm. a lot of them get reused. Like bosses that you'll fight, like that guy was the first boss you see and he's a regular mm. character later. That's normal. Like some of these some of these uh, bosses that you fight will return in later areas of the game and there'll be multiple of them and they're just the regular mobs in that area. That guy, I mean, you just murder him or you run away from him, and I have done it both ways, depending on. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I even fought that guy. Yeah, yeah. The first guy. time I seen him, yeah, I just, I just ran through. But I was watching somebody play. It was like, but once you kill him, he doesn't like reappear. Even if you die, he doesn't whatever yeah, like that. Yeah. So there, uh, there's so, several areas that yeah. there, there are guys like that where like I went to one earlier today. It was actually yeah. in the mountaintop of giants. We were asking you about that. I went to. There's these two like lions with swords like they're ridiculous and they're they're very difficult and they're very aggressive and i'm under leveled so i literally i'm 20 feet away from them at the bonfire the grace and i pop my physic and i get all my stuff and i call my mimic i'm like let's just take these guys out because i gotta run through here every time i'm gonna die and i'm under leveled you know and it took me 10 minutes probably to kill those two guys Mm. just try to uh to get away but once i killed them they were gone and that is a yeah. thing that makes well, a lot for of the ones that for the areas that respawn like with the regular mobs like when i was going to the academy to fight the boss there um there's an area where i cleared i cleared out to open a door for a shortcut to the boss right from the uh point of grace but there was a whole bunch of dudes yeah that, like six or eight of them or yeah, ten of them magic even, yeah. casters yeah yeah and those the guys Academy are horrible Rhea, Lucaria, yeah yeah um so instead of just having to fight your way through those guys every single time if you, when you fail the boss fight uh just run past them like there are points in the game or any of the type of from software games where they make it where you can just run past them. You just got to find the path. Like even before that, there's a section where there's like a mini boss before that, where all the guys have their backs turned to you and you can literally sneak past them to get to the boss door. Like you don't have to fight. You can either sneak or just run for it to save your flask and stuff like that. I Here's what I do. Almost always, if it's an area that I'm not familiar with, like even today, again, I'm about 40 levels under leveled for where I'm supposed to be, but I have my weapon all the way upgraded. So when I start out, it's the uh, the Halig tree area. It's the area where uh, you have to use a secret thing to get there, and then Melania, the, that's where the Melania boss fight is. So I wanted to do that on this playthrough because I'm thinking about trying to get that ending on this playthrough, um, and I want to beat her again without the summon. But... I started out and I'm going through and I killed 
16, 17 guys. Every guy I came across when I started making my way into it. And just from that, I had 50,000 runes, which was a level and a half for me or something, probably. <laughs> and then as soon as I get to an area that had these two of these crazy knights that are ridiculous, their movement is, is difficult to track. I got murdered. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, I, I fought my way through once I'm running through now. That's basically how I do it every time. It's like, I don't care if I'm running through and I die 30 times. That's more time efficient to me than killing all the guys twice for some reason, because killing them is so time consuming. And it's like, I've already done it. I literally just killed them all. I'm not doing it again. And so I'll just start running by. I lost that 50,000 runes, like, immediately. How many runes have you guys lost, do you think, total? Oh, a few hundred thousand. Well, I probably <laughs> lost, like, six, like 16,000. I lose I'm them in chunks out. of, like, 8,000. I yeah. feel like 6, first... Oh, I, I... Today I lost 150,000 mm. uh, because I forgot to upgrade before I started running into an area. And I'm way under leveled so i'm getting one shot by everything which i hate that it's like i know that i need to be playing differently than i'm playing but i'm not i don't know how they want me to play like the grave clove words you're talking about vance mm -hmm. uh i didn't pick up a single level one in my playthrough and i'm a level 80 so if i wanted to upgrade my thing i couldn't because I never ever picked one up. Because wherever those are, I skipped them in my playthrough. I'm gonna tell you what something that's an uh, something that's annoying because it's it's counterintuitive uh, to what you think would would happen. Um, so there's an area that I farm. You know, when I get bored or or, or <laughs> I run up against a wall, I need a couple of levels. Over in Kalid, it's right outside that bestiary place. Um, there's a bunch of little dudes that, that patrol around and you kill them and you get, you know, like, like 1200 runes off of them. And it's, you know, there's enough of them there where you can just do a circuit and have enough to level up in one circuit. But you do have to be careful with them because if they get a hit in on you, they can take most of your life and, or kill you pretty easily. So I'll do my circuit. I'm, I'll come in, I'll swing in behind them. I'll get the first lick on them. I'll stun lock them basically and then finish them off. Well, I got greedy and decided like, you know what? I can do this faster. Right. So, and there's a spot where there's like three of them that kind of linger that patrol in between each other. So usually I have to like kite one away. I'm like, I, I don't want to kite. I, I want to just overwhelm this guy. So I pulled out my little ash wolves. Right. <laughs> And I go in, I'm like, okay, I got my, and I, and I, I even buffed myself up, you know, with some of the stuff I had under my flask. And like, I go in there and I was like, we should overwhelm these dudes, right? If I'm killing these dudes by myself, we should overwhelm them. Let me tell you, it doesn't work out that way. You got <laughs> murdered so hard. Because I got murdered every single time I tried it because it, inter it introduces an element of chaos mm -hmm. to the fight. Yep. Mm. Um, and you have no idea what the heck is going on. And next thing you know, there's a dude stabbing you in the back that you're wondering, how the heck did he get over there? Because one of your wolf buddies just threw him over there. You know? <laughs> so needless to say, I just went back to the solo circuit. <laughs> 
you haven't discovered the boulder right next to where you are, huh? The boulder? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, oh, yeah, the boulder. I know what you're talking about. Do you know? So that's right by Lene's Rise. Do you mm-hmm. know that if you're looking at the boulder when it goes over the cliff, it gives you 1,900 runes? Yeah, that's the that's the little glitch everybody at work was trying to tell me about, and I was just like, <sighs> like yeah, Tony, that was the one I told you I had to run past like a thousand dragons and all that. It gives you nineteen hundred like, runes the one time it goes over the cliff, right? Yeah, yeah, and but you, you can go down a little bit farming. farther, and there's another one that goes off that's nineteen hundred. But what what I've done okay. is you can watch it go off the cliff, hit your button. Go back to the bonfire you were just at. Go down the hill again and get another nineteen hundred runes, super quick. I, I, like that's part of it. I didn't so, do that at all on this third character because I thought I wanted to more naturally progress. Right. But I also go and kill that big dragon and I pop a thing and I get like ninety thousand runes from killing him. You know, so early game I get that. I I I saw the boulder. I had no idea that that's what people were doing. And I saw it go down the road and stuff, but I don't incorporate that in the circuit that I do because I feel like it's it's more time consuming for me to go over there to that point. There's three guys that stand right in front of that rock, so then I have to get involved in kiting those guys one well, at a time. You know, there's or a uh, there's a, a a grace a point of grace a hundred yards from where that that drops down. Right by the Lene's Rise, that's up there. Oh yeah, I've got that. I just activated that one, but I don't know. It, it seems a little bit longer, but still. No, literally, what you do is you rested it. You go down the, the hill a hundred yards. It spawns in behind you. You do a quick loop. You watch it go over the side. Get your nineteen hundred. Teleport back. So it is faster because both these ways have been looked at. Because I've been googling things and youtubing things after I beat the game, but that's not the way it's supposed to be played. Like I didn't do that at all on my third playthrough my second playthrough i did that i killed the dragon right away there's a big dragon near you next to fort pharaoh and i made sure to get the pickled gold whatever foul thing so i could double my stuff like and i used a bleed weapon on them like you could get leveled up really fast that way but that is not what was intended and so i'm trying to find out what is the path i'm supposed to be taking when i play this game because margit that first boss i was able to beat it on my level one character like literally ran right over there and beat it but you're not supposed to, I don't think. So I think you're supposed... And, like, there's that big dragon that's right in the lake right next to you. And the runes, the ruins right next to it, teleports you to that Stelia cave, which is way higher level than you. But what I do know is that if you go out to the beach, there's that coastal cave, and that you could do right away and -hmm. beat that boss. It's a two-boss thing. Mm-hmm. And that and that gets you over, and then you can go to the dragon communion place, the little island. If you go past the boss, you could go through there. So that is early game stuff. And then I know if you go over towards like the War Master Shack, there's that Death Rite bird or whatever. He could be beat early. If you go north of there, there's that NPC invader that you could get like a thing to be able to invade. You could do that guy. But then if you start going east towards Kalid, towards all that you pretty quickly get out of the area where you're level appropriate. But you could go over to like the third church of America, whatever, get your physic and then go South. And there's like Fort Hyatt and all height, height, whatever. All of that stuff is still early game. You could do all that. 
and you could do this this weeping peninsula or whatever down below down south you could do all that really low level am i supposed to then go beat margit and beat whatever the first shard bearer's name am i supposed to beat those guys next and then progress up that way like i don't know what they how they want me to travel in this game right. so i'm always misaligning my level with where i'm supposed to be that's what has me confused a little bit with the map because i did what you kind of i mean i went east right when i played from stormwind whatever the heck that stormwell castle whatever i went into Kalid. i i did a lot of stuff from there down into the mistwood and stuff like that and i just did circuits all the way around there just looking at stuff trying to open, you know, discover everything I could find in an area. So I did a, a ton of exploration in the uh, in the starting area and everything east, even through Kaled. I went deep in the Kaled at a low level. I beat the the first boss and I went through uh, the main castle and beat that guy. And then it, I'm in, up in north of the castle area and I feel like that Luclid area, the swampy area, uh, where the Arcane Academy is, that huge area. Mm-hmm. It's like, it feels like should have been part of the starting area. Those guys aren't very difficult. You know, just the normal dudes walking around. Like I feel like they're the same as the people that were in the starting area. So I think you're right. So I did do that. I went and did the areas I talked about, and I went south to the Weeping Peninsula. Then I went up and I did the bosses, and then I did the Rhea Lucaria Academy. Did you beat Renala yet? The uh, shard bearer? Yeah, that'd be her. Okay. And then she stops there, but the teleporter right outside takes you to Altus Plateau, right? Right. And then Altus Plateau, you could go from there. You can go to like the mountaintop of the giants, Volcano Manor and all that from there. I feel like that's reasonable at that level. But like, I feel like Altus Plateau is higher level, like a big jump in difficulty from the Rhea Lucaria Academy. It's weird because like I, I went down the road, I got off the lift, I went straight down the road toward those big doors where the next tree sentinel guy is. Two of them, by the way, if you didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> well, I didn't. I'm, that must have got me. That must have been who got me because I got one-shotted by somebody on the road. Yeah. Like I didn't even see where it came from. Next thing I know, I was dead. I'm like one hit, I was dead. I was like, okay level is way higher here but then when i came back from my corpse run and i had not activated the the grace point on the plateau yet um so i need to i start from the lift i got up I was like, well, let me go find like grace point so i'll have a point that i can spawn back from there's like some ruins right to the left of the road right after you get off the lift and it's got like those you know monkey guys i can't remember what they're called and they were easy their level was no different to me than you know the car or the starting area and i'm like i'm confused by how the allocation of the levels of enemies is done on the map because it go it's it's like this huge range it's confusing because it makes me think i'm not in the right area <laughs> and that's like really what i'm trying to figure out in this playthrough i'm doing now like and it seems like i'm failing like pretty bad at it like just finding what is the proper progression of the game so have you fought radon yet have you been to red main castle and fought radon no that is a big point in the story it's like a pivot point and he is a hard fight that's why i was texting you guys yesterday 
that I was struggling with them. And my second character, I literally beat him on the first try with that sword you guys are using, the Bloodhound Fang yeah. sword. Um, and just my quality build was so sound, destroyed him. My strength build that I'm doing, man, like, in order to use the weapons that I wanted to use, the colossal weapons, like, I, I jumped right to the colossal weapons. And all of my other stats suffered horribly because I had to put so much in strength. So it was right. like, even though I was probably maybe the appropriate numeric level, my stats were like so underleveled. The early mid game has been a lot more difficult with the strength build than the quality build, which was essentially every time with a quality build, it was I got my 22 strength and 18 decks or whatever it took for the sword. And then everything else is going vitality, endurance, all the, you know, uh, mind so I can do my yeah. weapon art. And I got to be a really strong character. And then I went back to put in more into strength and dexterity to like yeah. level that up. Oh, through a couple of the faiths so I could do this or that. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's, that's kind of how I'm doing right now. Like my character, like I said, I'm 74. I have 40 in the strength. I have 23 into dexterity, which allows me to use some weapon. I just got, I can't remember what it was, which I haven't used it, but I wanted to be able to use it. But 23 dexterity, dexterity, I think 20 endurance, everything else I put in like uh, care. Uh, What's your vitality? In, your vigor or whatever? Oh, yeah, my, my vitality is 29. So I'm going to tell you, if I'm using your build and you're using that sword and you beat Rhea Lucaria, you know that she lets you respec, right? Right, yeah. If you, if you start finding you have issues, I would take a bunch of that out of strength. Because you're scaling, you know when you look at your weapon damage, there's two numbers. There's the weapon damage number, and then there's a plus, and then there's a second number. That second number is the amount of damage you're getting from the weapon scaling. So if it's like a C for strength, that second number is the amount of damage you're getting because of how much strength you have. So the, what the difference of that number is going to be, whether you're at 25 strength or 40 strength, is probably negligible. When that same... 15 points in vigor could make you feel invincible, you know? Right. So if you start having trouble or feeling that, like, I think the soft cap they're saying is, like, 40. So, like, 40 vigor is, like, for the mages and stuff like that. Like, if you're a mage and you're trying to stay long, long distance, 40. Right. You know? Like, because you still need to be able to absorb those hits. And that's, like, the biggest issue in the game is... That especially if oh, you never dude, played. If I didn't, I mean, I, I basically I have like one thousand thirty-five HP. It's not the point. I usually have more than that in from software games. I'm usually sitting like thirteen hundred, probably a little bit more. But one thousand is where I've been sitting at. I've emphasized shield usage. If I didn't have that shield, I would be murdered constantly. But that shield makes a huge difference. That's what made all the difference for me in that second playthrough I did with the Vagabond. Vance, did you get yourself a good shield yet? 100% block shield? Uh, I got that brass shield. I can't think which one the brass shield is. That's the one that's like, uh, what is it, like triangle shape? It's a kite shield. That's the one I use. I think that's 100% physical damage. Yeah. That's all the difference. So you need to use that shield, and then you need to use your iframes. Right. The, the thing that I'm doing now with my strength build, no shield. Because I don't have the stats for a shield. I don't have enough endurance to be able to like carry around my super heavy weapon 
and wear armor and have a shield, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm having to rely exclusively on movement in every fight I'm in. And so that's also been a frustration because being able to rely on that shield in my second playthrough was like easy mode. That playthrough, the way that you guys are specking in using that shield or using a shield and using that sword, ugh, it was so simple. Compared to my mage, which was super difficult and a horrible idea for a brand new game where everything is the harder is a harder boss than all these other games. I mean, their move sets are that much crazier than they've ever been. Doing that as the first playthrough, horrible and very difficult. Second playthrough, actually using an appropriate build, felt like a rock star the whole whole playthrough. Yeah. Like I literally just went through and annihilated all content. Like the only thing I had trouble with was Melania, but I still beat her. It was the t- top dip, most difficult bosses in Elden Ring. And number one is Melania. It says, I commend the Elden Ring team for trying something this bold. And I kindly ask that they never think of designing a boss like <laughs> Melania again. <laughs> literally every time she makes contact with you or your shield or if you have a summon or whatever, she heals herself a ridiculous amount. Like mm. it is. And her attacks are ridiculous. I have the sword. Like when I beat her, I went and got the sword that she has. And the weapon art is, hmm. it, it's literally like, I was in a, like a uh, watching someone uh, do a live stream and they were talking about Melania. They're like, oh, she'd be a great boss if she didn't do that one move. And then I do exactly what he was talking about. Exactly. Immediately. And then someone asked in the chat, they're like, what movie are you talking about? The guy's like, you must not have fought Melania. Like, I was like, of course, like, of course, because anyone that's fought her would never, ever ask what that move is, because it is, for the most part, unblockable, because it'll stagger you down. And once it staggers you down, plenty left in her tank to absolutely murder you four times with the amount of hits she's going to hit you with after that. And the amount of distance that she covers with it. And the fact that if you get hit by any single one of her probably 20 or 30 swings... It's going to heal her for 15% of her health. Each one of them. Crazy. The mechanics of the Melania boss fight are outrageous. But I've seen a guy, and I was talking about this before. I saw a guy who beat her on a level one wretch. Literally did not take any damage the entire time because he played it perfectly. And that is the thing that is different about From Software is that if you do a fight perfectly at any level you can beat it. And so that's what makes like that boss is so frustrating. But if you play it perfectly or as close to perfect as it takes to get the win, but you could get the win. So I would go in there and I can tell you, I'd have times where, and she's got two phases and I can tell you, I got the first phase instantly died as soon as the second phase started so many times. And then I'd go in and I'd start the phase one again and I'd be instantly murdered before I do any damage. And then I'd go and finish that phase and then I'd almost get to the end of phase two. And then I'd go back to phase one because I got murdered and I'd die right away. Like there are not, there's not room for mistakes in this type of game. But if you can, if you can keep yourself from making mistakes, you can beat it. And the feeling, it's like you hate the game so much when you're losing. It's like Warzone. <laughs> if I'm not winning, it's the worst game ever. But if I'm winning, it's amazing. Right. And it's otherworldly feeling. And that's like beating Melania. That's how that feels, man. Just like they did so much to make her impossible, but I could do it. You know, and that feeling is just awesome. Yeah. It's a very, very rewarding. I don't remember the 
hours that I spent losing to her. I remember that <laughs> fleeting moment after I won and when I went and bought that sword and leveled it all the way up to plus 10 right away. So you have the uh, uh, We Are the Champions uh, queued up when you beat her? <laughs> <laughs> I did that on a podcast a long time ago, didn't I? Oh, wait, was that a stream? <laughs> I used to do that. I had that where I'd play that. <laughs> I played that on something. Yeah, we'll add it in post, Tony. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Elden Ring chit-chat. Just us kick back talking about Elden Ring. So thanks for joining us. And we'll do another one. I, I've actually kind of enjoyed this format. So, mm-hmm. so um We'll probably end up doing another one, uh, depending on the uh, response that we get uh, on this one. All right. So, uh, again, thanks for dropping by, and uh, we'll check you guys out later. Again, thanks for listening to Good to Game Radio. Later. Later, dudes.